0: Ask him about it.
1: Everybody ready? We're ready. I'll let Coach open it up with a few comments and then raise your
0: hand. If you got a question, I'll get you a mic. Uh, it, it, excited about the win, obviously. Um, much needed. Thought our, our guys responded really, really well um, to the early adversity in that game. And, um, you know, uh, again, part of. Uh, being on the ropes is you don't you don't get off of them uh with one game just one win but to, to beat a top 25 team uh the way that that we did in terms of um you know holding them to 51 yards rushing us rushing for for 214 yards and um you know getting the ball back with 645 on the clock and and ended the game with with double zeros and a win um showed a lot of fortitude uh, by our players but that being said we got to move on uh we got another road test against a uh, very good well coached um experienced iowa state team um that uh, you know their backs are uh they probably feel like their backs are against the wall a little bit too so um we're gonna have to prepare even better this week than we did last week uh Injury updates: Junior Anguila will be out, uh, MCL, not not an ACL, uh, so he'll um, be week to week. Uh, I think best case scenario would be uh, the week after Iowa State, but um, you know we'll we'll know a lot more as um, as that progresses. Uh, Colin Johnson tweaked his hamstring on the, on the last drive in a different spot, not as bad, um, so. Uh, we're going to aggressively treat him right now, and and see how he feels in the next couple days. Uh, surprisingly good news. Um, uh, Friday, right before the game, Chris Brown uh, went to see the the doctor that did his surgery, and um, uh, it had healed a lot faster than he had anticipated, and um, cleared him right there on the, on Friday uh, to to play with a with a cast on. So. Uh, obviously he hadn't practiced all week so we, we dressed him and you know if all heck broke loose you know we might have jogged him in the game but to know that we're gonna have him uh, here this week uh, is a is a big boost to our defense and to to special teams uh, Jeffrey McCulloch uh, is progressing better these last couple days than the first few days uh, of the the week last week DeMarvion Overshawn again is cleared, uh, still dealing with, with some pain issues. So we'll, we'll see how that progresses. And then Jordan Whittington as well is cleared. Uh, we just got to get him, uh, to run through some of the soreness and, and get him back up to, to maximum velocity. But, um, uh, so all three of those guys, you know, uh, we expect to, to play, um, you know, if they progress, questions.
1: Up front what? in the middle, Bob. I'm in four of your six conference games this year, you don't have a touchdown in the first quarter. I'm curious if you consider what y'all are doing, getting off to a slow start, or if you're you're good with where you stand, you know, early first half of most of your conference games.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't even realize it. I mean, it doesn't. It's not something we've we've talked about. I think. I mean, do you think you're getting off to a slow start offensively, or have you? you Feel pretty pretty confident the way things are starting. Early games. I hadn't hadn't really thought about it. I know um, you know we've we've won four of those conference games, and um, <clears throat> you know two of them uh, TCU and Kansas State. You know probably two of if not the two best defenses in our our conference. So um, it's not something we've actively talked about
1: right? Dennis? After the 14-0 deficit, the defense was nails. After watching what jumps off the screen to you and why that happened, and then with that said, how important is that for that unit to get some confidence as they head onto the road?
0: That's huge. Huge. Um, The confidence aspect of it certainly uh, especially considering what Kansas State had been doing to people the last few weeks um, and what it looked like they were going to be doing to us. But um we settled down, uh, we played much better on first and second down. Uh, I, I thought our D line played really well in terms of um, the penetration and push they got, uh, you know creating much more third and manageable situations for our defense. and um, you know we, we, we executed. I mean, it, it, you don't go in, You you go into a game plan and you say, okay, here's the three or four first and second down calls that we're going to call without a blitz. Here's maybe the three blitzes on first and second down. And that's what you practice all week. And it's not like when things are going poorly, you're just going to start drawing stuff in the dirt and, and calling things that you haven't practiced. And so the calls were all the same. Um, you know, I, I think... Our guys settled down, and I I think, um, you know, Malcolm Roaches and and Brandon Jones and Joseph Osai, those three guys, their leadership um, was invaluable in that situation uh, when things weren't looking real real good. To have those guys um, be as confident uh, to their teammates as they were uh, was – a big part of that but at, at the end of the day we we stopped the run we kept them in you know second long third and long and uh and we executed
1: prime uh, especially early time it was hard not to it was hard not to miss that y'all did have four defensive linemen out there on a couple of run run play situations and i just had to ask is that is that a political statement to the us or the fans about just going four down linemen?
0: I didn't. I didn't know there was a statement to be made. So no, um, we're not into making statements to the press or to the fans uh, in our game plans.
1: Um, as opposed to using four instead of three on certain run fits.
0: No, it was when they go um, twelve and, and sometimes twenty-two personnel. Uh, we wanted some some beef uh, in there in those heavy sets. Um, we've we've actually. Played with four D linemen before on the goal line and short yardage. So,
1: to follow up on what Dennis was asking, I mean, Todd made a pretty passionate for him defense of the scheme and sticking with it and keep fighting. He talked about that last Wednesday. Um, Has that been your message internally to the guys defensively? Is that you know trust in the scheme, trust in what you guys are teaching them, and trust that this is the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, and, and there, there's no other choice, right? Because if if you don't, you're 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 doomed to fail. Um, so, you know, the, you're not going to change anything in the middle of the season from a schematic standpoint, from a philosophical standpoint. This is who we are. This is what we believe in. We're going to try our best within the framework of the system to put you in situations to be successful, um, and you know. We got to coach you better, and you guys got to buy in and, and, and trust it. And uh, I, I think, you know, for, for three quarters, you, you saw the fruits of that.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. Seems like there were some times when y'all didn't have
1: a tight end on the field and brought in Malcolm so as y'all's sports wide receiver. What, what went into that position? What does Malcolm himself bring to that position, and will we see more of that going forward?
0: Uh, I think you'll see more of that going forward uh, with Cade out, in, you know. Um, Obviously, Reese graded out as a champion, played really good, um, but is not quite the the guy that Cade is out in space, um, not not his strength. And so uh, with Cade out, um, you know, if we wanted to, to get out in space in some detached formations, then we figured it was best to, to jog a, another receiver in, especially on third down. Um, and I... Thought our guys did well, and, and Malcolm, uh, it, you know, it, it affords us the ability to get Colin in the slot, too. Um, you know, technically, uh, in that personnel grouping, Colin plays the Y, and, and Malcolm plays the X. Um, so it's a, a again a way for us to get Colin uh, some snaps in the slot uh, and in the pass game, but also have some some better athletes out there for the perimeter blocking, too, on some of the perimeter, uh, you know, the bubble screens, the speed option we ran, stuff like that.
1: Stand the right, center. And Tom, you spoke of misinformation after the win being printed above your team. What um, put it on your
2: heart to make that statement? Given You've always said outside noise doesn't matter to you guys.
0: No, I was just trying to educate our fans, really, as to um, – what to believe uh, and what not to believe I I, I pay no mind to it I I really don't Um, and just again if if you want proof of of how this team's doing watch the game Uh, and you you saw a team Saturday afternoon that was completely united um, loved each other played really really hard for each other Um, so that was it that was just um Hopefully, our, our fans um, can be cautious with, um, you know, what they, they choose to believe.
1: front, Hey, uh, Coach. We um, saw a, kind of a, a burst of speed out of Keate Ingram that we really hadn't seen throughout, you know, the season so far. Was that, he had talked before about maybe not being 100% healthy. Do you think you saw that burst? Because maybe now
0: uh, he is healthy. If not, what would you attribute it to? My second question just would be what you saw from the right side of
2: the line. Are
0: in. What did I what? See from that right
2: oh. side
0: of the line are in. Uh, yeah, Keontae that you asked what do I attribute it to? Strength. You know, the dude's you know pushing two hundred and thirty pounds right now, he's, he's squatting more than he ever has in his life and power cleaning more than he ever has in his life. And um, you know, when when you can do that, um, you know, you're you're gonna see a, an added burst. Uh, as far as his health, I, if in week eleven or whatever we're in, you know, if you count training camp, whatever we, week fifteen, week sixteen, if there's a running back in the country that's healthy, <laughs> you're gonna have to show him to me. Um, but um, you know, I, I think he has, you know, the the nagging part of that that knee deal is is finally, you know, um, subsided uh, to the point where he feels. Pretty fresh, uh, and then the right side of the line was um, was serviceable. Uh, obviously, when you you rush for 214 yards uh, against that defense, uh, and you know you go 22 to 29 in the throw game, you're doing something right. But um, we only had one O lineman, you know, grade out at championship level uh, in, in Zach Shackelford. Uh, but um, you know, we'll, I think it'll be. Helpful now, especially for Derek, um, to have a whole week of practice uh, at guard and and the communication with Denzel and and all those things. So, um, I thought it was, you know, plenty good enough for, for us to do the things that that we wanted to do and and did do.
2: In the middle, Ed, coach, uh, another week, another. Really we called
0: it reverse. Week.
2: Coach, I love to play. <laughs> I love it.
0: Hey, and we work. faked a punt against TCU, too. Is that not fall well, under I, your definition? of? I,
2: I, I like it more when the offense has I it. got you. But it really was good. It really was good and exciting for the fans. It really jacked up the fans with that, that pass, the touchdowns. Question about Brock Purdy, another mm-hmm. week, another great quarterback. What do you see in him? And you spent time at Iowa State as an assistant coach. Uh, what is the distaste for Texas? Iowa, is this a huge game to the Iowa State fans?
0: Uh, well, the first part of your question, Brock Purdy, yeah, I mean, this is like you know, life in the Big 12, right? I mean, you just you go from great quarterback to great quarterback. And um, uh, I, I think, you know, last year when he kind of burst on the scene, uh, I think it was last year was his, his uh, freshman year, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, you could tell he had a lot of moxie. Uh, you could tell he, he, he could run around and make plays. I think what he's doing right now. He's a sixth-leading passer in the country right now in terms of yards per game. So um, he's, you can tell there's a lot of comfort in the offense, and, and um, he's standing back there and, and throwing the ball really, really well. Uh, and then I, I, don't, I don't know what their, their attitudes uh, and aims are towards Texas. Um, I'm worried about Texas, to be honest with you. Um, but when I was there, we, we, every game was big
2: left, to Tom, you're in your third year now at UT, and you know, after the last game you mentioned that you were staffed. no one sign up for you know joining UT. i want to your opinion on what it's, it's kind of like, you know, being in the third year at, your, at this program as a head coach, and I guess like what is different about it in comparison to like your previous experience at Houston, or really two years there. Then, uh, third. Yeah, not.
0: I mean, not a whole lot. I, I mean, the, again. The, the expectations um, from our fans, uh, from the media, any of that, um, they're never going to be as high as what's inside of our building. Uh, and, you know, we, we have tremendously high expectations for uh, what we deem uh, successful in terms of our level of play, uh, our level of recruiting, our level of representing this university uh, so I don't I don't think it's it's any different uh, to be honest with you I think um, it could be if you let uh, as Cedric mentioned if you if you let the outside noise affect you um, both when it's really really good and and, and really bad um, uh, because it can be a bit louder here the outside noise than than a lot of places but uh, I think we have done a, a really good job of, as a program of, of um, tuning that out and, and turning up the volume of, of the, the messages that are that are being conveyed within our program.
2: Stan, what, thing um, Excuse me. Um, will you guys? Be, I know you mentioned a little bit on your on your conference call, but will you guys do anything different, practice wise, to kind of adjust? So the lower
0: temperatures um, in Ainsley's school? No, I, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, you know, thank, thankfully it's going to be uh, pretty chilly tomorrow for practice, so our guys will practice outside. Um, but again, the, the temperature is way down the list in terms of things that, the weather phenomenon that that you, you got to deal with um, when it comes to football. I mean, we've we got sweats and tights and gloves. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be running around. I'm sure we'll have heaters on the sideline. So you, you don't you don't ever alter um, or or think of the impact of temperature. Um, alter your game plan or think of the impact of, of temperature. Uh, wind, you know, 20 mile an hour wind that that'll affect uh, some of what you do. You know, sideways rain that that'll affect you know what you do. But Cold is I mean, it doesn't really affect your, your game plan whatsoever.
2: I've right been there when it was colder. <laughs> <laughs> Great, you. Tom, a couple of questions about your special teams. One, I guess you finally had the big punt return that proved pivotal for you the other day. Yeah.
0: Two plays later scored a touchdown. Yeah.
2: So and the other thing, uh, you, you can speak to both that and the I guess the confidence you have in the field goal team from Digger to Really, you had, a, you had a backup holder for that play. I mean, there's a lot that could have gone Oh, he's wrong. the starter now. <laughs> well, he's the starter now, he wasn't. Right. Dicker talked to kind of the work he had to do this week. Were you calculating that through that whole, I guess, late game scenario? No.
0: Uh, we, we, we've we got a ton of confidence in those guys. They've, they've uh, uh, obviously the holder hadn't done it uh, very much in live situations. But, um, um I mean, to those guys, especially where we were on the field. I mean, that's a, a you know a little bit farther than a, than an extra point. And so, um, you do. You know, when you when you have uh, a kicker and a, and a battery, if you will, that that's been as good as they have. Um, you know, it is a luxury. It's like you know when we had. Uh, the punter a couple years ago that, that won the Gray Guy Award. I mean, that, that is a um, that is a weapon, you know. And the same thing, we jogged, we jogged him out there to try a 55-yard field goal, you know, with a, with a slight breeze in his face because we, we thought he could make it. Um, and so very confident in those guys. And then obviously the punt return, uh, really good individual effort by Brandon, certainly, but um, if you want to see a guy um, embody – uh, the level of effort um, and tenacity uh, that that we want all of our players to play with go go watch Roshan Johnson on that play I mean it's impressive and I say that because obviously it took a lot of other guys to, to make that play happen not just Brandon but uh, he certainly did his part
2: on the real quick on the kickoff return if you identified what happened there and I'm wondering with since the change the rule for the fair catches but that creates a scenario where you have to guard against an expectation that teams are going to do that that there might be a natural for a kickoff team to maybe expect a fair catch
0: there is sure. and when you and when your kicker is has been kicking touchbacks all night long too um, so there is the, the human element certainly and and we, we have to really fight it uh, you know because a lot of those guys that are playing on that that coverage team are young and inexperienced and um so we we had one big missed assignment on it and then we had a couple guys not compressing the ball the way they needed to and and got exposed and um you know lesson learned for for some of those young guys in in terms of um the level of effort and physicality that's that's necessary rep after rep after rep on on that unit
1: here chip Tom, uh, Keonry Coburn said that the defense settling in was the result of the of Stearns and Foster being back. What does Chris Brown bring? Because arguably he was one of your best defensive players oh, in yeah. the first four games of the year.
0: Well, I, I just the guy flies around. Um, he's physical as all get out. Um, you know, we'll see with a giant cast on your hand, you know, how – if he can pick off any passes or, you know, hopefully he can find a way to wrap guys up uh, tackling them. But I think just his energy uh, is is contagious uh, when he's out there. So I know he was, um, you know, before he got injured, uh, we don't have captains in special teams. We call him a field general. Um, and, and he was the leader of the special forces unit and then obviously was had worked himself into being a starter on defense um, really because of the value, uh, you know, early in our tenure here that he provided on special teams. And it's like, you know, we're, we're going to have a hard time keeping this guy off the field. And um, But the biggest thing that sticks out to me with Chris is energy and, and physicality. In the
1: middle, Roger. Tom, uh, tight end is not always at the top. that comes up with the opposition. What kind of matchup issue is, cool. is Kohler?
0: Um, difficult. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I've, um, you know, they're they're just so physical. You know, um, in their in the pass game. You know, and you know, even so much so that we didn't have pads on yesterday, and we're sitting there talking to BJ and talking to Caden and talking to Brandon about you know these guys are gonna you know flipper you and shove you and and try to body you up. And, you know, we've got to, you know, when we're in position, we've got to stand our ground on on some of those um, option routes and, you know, spot routes, stuff like that. But um, they do a heck of a job getting them the football too, you know, in in terms of the play design uh, to get them the football. And then, you know, in the run game, it's it's just as um, significant,
1: we have time for two last ones, Brian and Kirk. You know, Roshan's done well, and everyone's excited to see Jordan Whittington come back. But Saturday, do you think Keontae was trying to prove, you know, hey, I'm still here, and I, I want
0: to still be the guy? No, no. He, is the ultimate team player. He played really well. I think he's um, really comf- getting comfortable uh, back there, but he's, he's got nothing to prove to anybody.
1: Kirk? Last one? The ballast
2: offense that you showed Saturday and the defensive improvement. Is that the team that you envisioned kind of all year? And how do you think you'll do on the road where you kind of mixed results this year?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think playing complimentary football the way that we did, um, you know, to, to be able to beat Kansas State the way that we did in terms of time of possession and running the football and. Um, stopping the run uh, i think is exciting um obviously we've got to replicate that uh, throughout the you know these coming weeks but um yeah it's harder to win on the road (laughs) i mean that's that's why they call it a home field advantage um uh, especially in a uh, you know if, if you allow the climate to be a distraction um you know that that can be a hindrance as well, and I, just knowing from my time there that that fan support is um, pretty phenomenal. Uh, that that they get there and they'll be packed in there. It'll be loud, and um, but we we have proven you know that we feel like West Virginia's atmosphere is is uh, really damn good too, and and we played well there, and um, you know we didn't. Didn't play real good uh, in Fort Worth, but um, you know, I, I think our guy. I mean, it's uh, it's harder to win on the road. There's no doubt, but it's not something we we lower our expectations because of. Thanks,
1: guys. Thank you. Thank you.